a community in service of the value of every human. As members of large communities, we're really challenged and called to reveal the uniqueness of each person, to help each other identify that we are beloved. The greatest disability today is loneliness. And so many people with disabilities or people who are living on the margins of society are experiencing that. And large communities, I think probably one of the greatest gifts we have is to create that sense of welcome and celebration and joy and belonging. From Religion News Service, this is Beliefs. I'm Bill Baker. Our guest is Mary McDougall, the Spiritual Life Coordinator for Larch Community in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Larch is an international community that develops homes, programs, and support networks for people who have intellectual disabilities. I spoke with Mary at Larch Cape Breton this week. Mary, what is the Larch community? Well, the Larch community in Cape Breton is a Christian intentional community that welcomes people with disability and without disability to live together and to reveal the uniqueness of each other. So this is a series of homes of people of different ages, many of them with various kinds of disabilities. Can you describe some of that? And then how do you get to their core power? So if we wanted to talk about the nuts and bolts of Larch K. Breton, uh, we currently are operating six houses. Uh, we support 25 adults with uh, various disabilities, uh, and they are supported in those houses by volunteers from uh, the international realm, and we have approximately 30 individuals who come to live in the houses, and that is truly one of the uniqueness of, uh, of our lives together. Many supporting agencies don't, um, they operate on a shift schedule, but here it's uh, living together uh, through the good and the bad. Uh, we also operate seven programs throughout the day, uh, things like organic gardening, art, and weaving. We also have a bakery and cafe. Um, and the importance of the programming is to provide dignified work for our members. Uh, we all know the value and the growth development that happens when we have good work to go to every day. Now, Larch is a international program. How many Larch communities, this is Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, are there dozens of them all over the world? There are many communities all over the world, approximately 130 currently, um, with several seed projects underway. In our region, the Atlantic region of Canada, we currently have four communities in Nova Scotia. Uh, we have one community in New Brunswick with a seed project underway there, as well as a seed project in the province of Newfoundland. Now, uh, and of course, there are a number in the United States as well and other places in the world, as you've said. Who started all of this? A man by the name of John Vanier. Tell us about him and uh, about what this powerful purpose 
is and how it was generated. So I'm, I'm very proud to say that Jean Vanier, although began the Federation in France, was actually a Canadian. Um, Jean recently passed away just uh, this past year, uh, which has been a great loss in many ways, but has called us uh, and challenged us now to step up uh, to live his philosophy. But Jean began the L'Arche movement in France in the early 60s, and he began it as a call to rescue, to rescue individuals from um, institutional life. Um, He often was quoted as saying that he he never would be able to support the community if it got any bigger than what could fit in his car. So, you know, a couple of individuals. So it began when he actually invited three men from a local institution in Trolley, France, to come and live with him in a little stone house that had no electricity or running water, Um, and unfortunately one of the three couldn't stay, but two did, and they created this wonderful life together. And John's philosophy, and he's a very educated, very intellectual man, but his philosophy was, we have to have fun together. And so they would, you know, they'd have food fights at the table during mealtimes, and, uh, just... The challenges of family life is what they lived together. And he wanted these gentlemen to experience that, like many of us have the opportunity to do. And I don't think that he probably ever thought that it would grow to an international federation uh, that circles the globe. He, I think personally, from what I have read about him, was searching for Jesus And in that search found this great need in the world. And I think if we really were able to uncover a lot of what he discovered was that he did find Jesus. Uh, I guess to say the least. uh, What what was his educational background? Was he a man of the cloth? I mean, how did, uh, was he just struck by lightning or the Holy Spirit? Well, he came from a, a very prestigious Canadian family. His father had been an international diplomat and at the time of his death was the Governor General of Canada. Um, and Jean approached his dad at the age of 13 and said, I want to join the Navy. And in his own wisdom, his father listened to the argument and said, okay, well, if that's what you would like to do. So Jean felt that he gained a lot of his, um, his strength, his core strength from the years in the Navy, but then went on to study philosophy, uh, particularly Aristotle, and was professor, um, was at the University of Toronto for many years as a lecturer, but felt the need to look for more. And so with, a, with the assistance of a spiritual guide that he had in France, uh, between the two of them and their visits to this institution, um, this wonderful thing began, you know, this little seed was planted. And so from Trolley in France, Jean then sent, uh, or took with him some delegates and went to um, Toronto in Canada. Uh, to a place just outside of Toronto called Daybreak. And they established the first Canadian community. And uh, from there, he f- he was witness to a need in India. And so they went to India. And then from India, it was just to all the other little points all over the world. He sounds like he was truly an amazing, uh, powerful man, powerful in the sense of spiritual. Um 
how does this work? You know, you describe people living together, people living in community, searching for people with disabilities, uh, some uh, mental, uh, some uh, psychological, uh, some physical uh, dementia. How do you get to the core wonder of each individual and maximize that? That's that's a very difficult question because it's so different for everybody. Um, when I came to community, I came as a mature adult. I had raised my children already, and I was uh, working daily with a, a very diverse group, a young group of assistants, much older core members. Uh, core members is the term that we use uh, to describe adults with developmental disability. And it's not easy. You know, it takes a long time to develop mutual relationships. My experience has been that it's truly been worth the effort in uh, waiting that out. I always feel badly for people who come to visit the community who, who immediately want that without the understanding of the time it takes to build it. Um, so your question again is, how does it work? There's a great mystery in that. One of the uh, key parts of the Vanier philosophy is respect. Can you talk a little about that? As members of large communities, we're really challenged and called to reveal the uniqueness of each person, to help each other identify that we are beloved. The greatest disability today is loneliness. And so many people with disabilities or people who are living on the margins of society are experiencing that. And L'Arche community is, I think, probably one of the greatest gifts we have is to create that sense of welcome and celebration and joy and belonging. If someone comes here, is, it, is this a kind of cradle-to-grave operation, comes to live in large community? Do they come at a very young age and then go all the way to the end? So Larch Cape Breton was founded in 1983, um, still at a time when people were being rescued or liberated from institutional life. Um, we fast forward 30 years, and now people are being welcomed into community from their homes, from very loving families um, where parents are aging or where parents have made a decision that they want their child, their adult child, to be able to live independently, to have a life just like their siblings do, to have a job and to have friends. So that's, I guess that's probably one of the biggest differences in 2019 is where that welcome path is coming from. And then how long will people wind up living here? Will they live for the rest of their lives in this community? And do you take in people with, say, who recently developed dementia of some kind? So there, there's always a process for everything. Um, our desire is always to, to say that we will provide home for life. But then, of course, there is a level of need that needs to be met. So um, depending on what the needs of the individuals are, whether that be physically, emotionally, or psychologically, um, we're a large community and we have a lot of people here who can support individuals. But, you know, when it comes down to it, safety is always a huge issue. Um, so whether someone is physically incapacitated and needs medical treatment that we can't provide, or whether there has been a change in circumstance for families and maybe um, a sibling 
is invited to live with another sibling. So, you know, there are many different factors that can determine that, but always um, home for life. What about the religious affiliation? Is this, uh, is Larch uh, specifically religiously affiliated or is it, or is it, with any faith or no faith. So if we go back to the founding story, L'Arche was founded in the Roman Catholic tradition, um, but currently L'Arche Cape Breton, uh, for which I can speak, is a Christian ecumenical community that welcomes people of all faith and those without. Um, we practice a, a spirituality of everyday life, a spirituality of the Gospels, where... We, again, celebrate, enjoy every day. Is uh, Bible study, religious education, uh, uh, some kind of uh, uh, ritual part of what you do as well? Many of our uh, traditions and community are based in the religious season. So um, Advent is one of my favorite times. So yes, we would have many traditions uh, around that particular season, as we do for Lent. But I guess the important thing to point out is that L'Arche is not a church. L'Arche is intentional communities living together uh, with a, a special spirituality. So Core members and assistants are encouraged and supported to attend their own local churches, if that's what they desire. Um, but we're all adults, and people make their decisions in that regard. What are the economics? This is a, a substantial organization. Uh, you've got 25 core members, and then you've got almost twice that supporting uh, these people. So there's, there has to be money involved. Where does, the, where does that come from? So our basic funding uh, for housing, food, those types of things, the basic needs of life, uh, is supported by the provincial government here in Nova Scotia. And for that, we are very grateful. Um, but, you know, there's, there's more to life than just that. Uh, and one of the things that we're very keen on supporting in this community is dignified work. And by that, I mean discovering what people's talents are and then setting them free. So we've got some fabulous artists in the community um, in different mediums from um, oils to watercolor. We have some very accomplished weavers uh, who are producing a beautiful product. Uh, we do um, several forms of paper mache. We have an organic garden. We have a cafe, little cafe and restaurant. Um, we have two storefronts that sell gently used clothing and gently used books, um, very popular spots for local shoppers to come. And the store provides some very specific skills all around money handling and cash, accounting, those types of things. So each program has a specific skill set that people are invited into. And if it works and if they like it, hooray. If not, then we move on and try to find the next thing. My wife had been involved in work with uh, people with mental disabilities, and I was always impressed how wonderful many of these people are, often amazingly intelligent, deeply profound. Can you describe some of that here in this large community? Well, I would love to tell you a story. Um, much of our lives together are told 
through our stories. In fact, it's even been quoted that um, our stories are our scriptures. So that's a nice little touch. Um, but my friend Judy and I are the same age, and we met 17 years ago when Judy was uh, much more vital than she is today. She she is declining in her age. But uh, when we speak of profoundness, Judy is that. Uh, so the story I'd like to share with you is about a time when my father uh, passed away. And um, we had a very special relationship. Judy had met him. Um, they became friends. And she had lost her mom just a few years before that, and that's actually when she came to live in the community. So I was on uh, bereavement leave, and when I came back, Judy was the first person I met. And she said to me, uh, she used her finger, and she, she pointed for me to come to her, and she said, we're going to have a meeting. And the meetings in those days were held in the bathroom. So down we go, and she says, have a seat. And I did. And she said, I'm going to tell you something. And she's pointing her finger in my face. It's a hard pill to swallow, but your father is dead. And there was a pause. And she said, but it'll get better. End of meeting. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And I think my transformation in community began that day because I realized that here was this little woman who society had deemed not very intelligent, with nothing to offer the world, who I realized on that day had very much to offer, who was wise in her life experience and who shared that with me. And so we've been sharing over 17 years now. And um, in her decline, she asks the same questions repeatedly. And one of the questions she asks is, how old was your father? A wise woman beautiful story. Uh, Mary McDougall, thank you for uh, sharing stories about large Cape Breton. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Come back. Our guest was Mary McDougall, the spiritual life coordinator for Larch Community in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, Canada. The conversation continues on our Facebook page, and we tweet at Beliefs Podcast. If you like our program, come review us on iTunes. Beliefs is brought to you with the support from the Bernard L. Schwartz Center for Media, Public Policy, and Education at the Graduate School of Education at Fordham University. Jay Woodward is our producer. The theme music is by Edward Billis. I'm Bill Baker. Thanks for listening, and please tell a friend.